Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. We've got three Sundays till Christmas. And uh, we're going to start a series today called Unwrapped, Unwrapped. And the, the greatest gift that has ever been given is Jesus Christ, the abundance of his grace, the gift of his righteousness. And we want you, Highway family, to tear the wrapping off that gift, to open the box, to take the love of Christ, the power of Christ out of the box and experience him in your everyday life. And we're going to talk about that. I, I, I've always enjoyed Christmas time. And Father, I'm going to ask you right now by your spirit to minister to each one of us. Uh, this time of the year can bring about all kinds of memories or feelings or, or perspectives. And Lord, we choose to uh, go higher in you during this time of the year. We choose to go deeper in you. We choose to know you more more during this time of the year. We choose to grow in Christ. We choose to experience more of you during this time of the year. And Father, we ask you to help us by your spirit through your word today to be quickened and strengthened, to see you as we haven't seen you before more clearly, more strongly, to experience you as we haven't experienced you before by your spirit this is the day you've made, this age of grace that we're living in. Father, your favor, your unmerited favor is all over us. Your salvation and your favors uh, are overflowing toward us. And we receive all that you are this morning, and we thank you for moving in us and among us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Unwrapped. Jennifer. Christmas time. Yeah. Loved it as a child. <laughs> now, there wasn't a whole lot of things to be happy about in my house, but Christmas time, at least everyone tried to be a little less, uh, tried to tone the fighting down on maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. And there's some baking going on, which I liked as a kid. But can you think back to a Christmas morning when you were a child? Can you think back, what, what gift stands out to you in your childhood? It's like, wow, I am so glad I got that for Christmas. Can you think back to uh, um, Definitely. I mean, <laughs> uh, probably my Barbie first. Dream House. No, no, no. <laughs> I never had uh, an interest in Barbie. I don't. All right. I, I All didn't right. do a lot of Barbie. Um, yeah, there... <laughs> There are several. When I was younger. Just one. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Just one. Mm-hmm. Well, then I would have to say the first time that I received an LP, a vinyl an LP. LP, long play, wow. vinyl. Come on. Album that was for me. It was for me. It was cur- current. Don't say what it is. It wasn't one of my parents. It was It was for me. They chose it. This is the it. 70s now, right? Yeah. They chose it. And I don't know Anyone want to guess what her first... <laughs> Vinyl LP was the, the the most memorable Christmas gift. But it just felt so she fun was given to, as a child. You know, like my parents had those, but this one was for me. You know? <laughs> and they chose it. There were actually two, two, two of same them. Christmas, same Christmas, two albums, same Ooh, Christmas. That's a good Christmas right there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. If you want to put it in the comments, you want to guess. This is in the seventies. Well, now, what we year are we talking about? A few, a few minutes later. What are we um, talking about? What year, maybe? Oh, probably like seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Yeah. Was it a hit album? Maybe seventy-nine. Were they Were they 80. on the charts? These albums somewhere seventy-eight to nine uh, to eighty. Excuse me. Seventy-eight to eighty. Oh yeah, on the these charts. were like radio play top top forty. What do you think? I, I have no idea, but Don't probably. Know. All right. Probably. So hit album, late seventies. <laughs> She got early two 80s, of them. Early, early, I, I, early 80s. She doesn't remember. Okay. I can't remember. And you're not going to tell us now? Well, if you want to give time for All right. Yeah, we'll give responses. time. All right. All right. Very good. Well, I'm going to tell you what mine was, okay? 
There was a show on TV. I think it was called Space 1999. No way. Yeah, because that, that was basically when we were going to be living in our space was in 1999. Mm-hmm. This is in the 70s. And uh, I still haven't got my home in outer space yet, but I'm looking. I'm on Zillow. But anyway, they had this spaceship on Space 1999. It's called the Eagle. And man, I thought that was so cool. And on Christmas morning, I was given an Eagle spaceship. No way. Yeah, from Space 1999 Space Show. And that was your favorite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took that outside and played with it. And I went on top of my grandpa's pond that was frozen. And I actually, the ice broke and I f- went under the ice. Oh, no. That's what I remember about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I thankfully I got out from under the ice <laughs> and continued playing with my <laughs> Eagle spaceship. All right. We've had enough time now, Jed. Can you? Uh, oh, you want me to tell? You got to tell. So you were given two LPs in the late 70s, yeah. maybe, maybe early, early 80s. 80s. And uh, was this something your parents liked or just? I don't know why they chose it. I would probably need to call them later this afternoon and ask them what they were thinking. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, what was the first one? The very first one was Barry Manilow. Oh. Even now. Wow. How about that? Mm-hmm. I remember in our AM radio Buick, he was on quite quite frequently. Oh, Barry yeah, Manilow. absolutely. Yeah. All right, even now, Barry Manilow. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that one. Go ahead. Yeah. And the other probably was my more favorite, and that was Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember the street. I, it's like 52nd, 42nd Street, something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, An album. That was the name of the album, right? That? What is that song? Uh, yeah, anyway, so many things on there. 42nd Street or, yeah. That's good. So yeah. Billy Joel and Barry Manilow, first yeah. first vinyl LPs. Yeah, and Billy Joel <laughs> honestly was probably my more favorite. So there you go. There you have I it. I mean, when you're a so uh, uh, Linda guessed Michael Jackson. That is a very <laughs> good guess. We were very not, good yeah, guess. No. But I remember you saying your dad took you to see The Wiz. Yes, right? yeah. in, in when it came in a out theater, in the yeah. theater, it was like a discount theater though so it was like maybe the next year after yeah. the whiz i went and saw that as a child loved it that's pretty mm-hmm. cool pretty cool and mm-hmm. carol guessed the bgs that is a good guess yeah. i got a bgs vinyl but actually it was for my birthday uh-huh. okay. yeah it was that saturday night fever that was a hit <laughs> album let me tell you right now it's awesome yeah okay memory lane yeah but there's this excitement as a kid like you're you know you're starting to hit november i mean you're like Ooh, christmas is coming and there's an expectation that something good might happen. And that's a big deal. And I remember, man, over the years, what was it? Um, Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, you yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah. It was a craze. Like you couldn't find a Cabbage Patch Kid at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. If you did, people there were paying hundreds like hundreds or mm-hmm. thousands of dollars mm-hmm. for this little doll. Mm-hmm. And then there was some kind of bear after that. And then there was like Dancing Elma, all these different things. You remember that bear? It was really Teddy Ruxpin. Ruxpin or something. Yeah, Teddy yeah, Ruxpin, yeah. he talked. But there was these toys that just like, everybody wanted them. Mm-hmm. So there was this expectation, and expectation comes when you're believing that something good is going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what we want to cultivate in you. Did you have a relative or, a, or a, someone you knew at Christmas time was going to give you a really good gift? Like, oh, Uncle So-and-So is coming over. He's going to give you the best gift. Um, is there someone like that? Y- yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to name them. Okay, okay. very All good. Right. Yeah. But I had someone like that. Okay. And good. I knew that they were going to give me something cool at All Christmas right. time. Okay, cool. So when they walked in the door, I got excited because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew they had something for okay. me that I would like. Okay. <laughs> now, this is a, a very normal thing. And we want to cultivate this expectation but we want to put it in Christ because no one desires to get you a cabbage patch kid <laughs> or a Teddy Ruxman or a dancing Elmo more than Jesus <laughs> or a Billy Joel. No, no, no one wants to do and give you more than your heavenly father. He's the one. He is the greatest gift giver there is. And he has given us the greatest gift ever. And it's available to everyone, everywhere, through childlike faith in Jesus. And I wanna, we're going to talk about being childlike. 
And I want, I want us to cultivate this during this series. We're going to look at some scriptures as we get there. Let's start in Luke chapter 2. And I, I, I understand sometimes when you talk this way and people will say, well, I don't want to get my hopes up. What if, what if, it, what, if I, what I'm expecting for doesn't happen? The Bible says those who trust in him will never, never be disappointed. Never. He is perfect in all his ways. And I found in my, life, in my life when the times when I have been disappointed, I wasn't trusting mm -hmm. in him. Mm -hmm. I was maybe trusting in religious tradition, trusting in people, people. trusting in myself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trusting in something other than him. Those who trust in him will be full of joy. Those who trust in him will never be disappointed. He cannot fail you. I mean, we're not talking about uncle so-and-so or even our biological parents. We're talking about the maker of heaven and earth, mm -hmm. the one who's never slept, the one who's never lied, the one who can't manipulate and deceive, the one who's perfect love and pure in all his ways, and he has set his heart on you to bless you and to fulfill your heart's desires. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. This is going to be good. Grab a hold. These next two Sundays, uh, we're going to open some stuff up. And we want to invite you to become childlike, to cultivate this childlike expectation in your heavenly Father. I didn't even think about what gifts were costing when I was a kid. Mm -mm. In fact, they, we had catalogs back then, mm -hmm. and our parents would give us the... Uh, I think it was J.C. Penney catalog or something like that. And, and we'd get like a marker or something, and we'd go through and circle the things we wanted. Mm -hmm. Didn't even look at the price. Mm -hmm. no. Just picture. Mm -hmm. I want that. Circle it. Right, right, <laughs> I right. want that. Circle it. Right. Didn't say, okay, what's our budget? No. no. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. <laughs> Listen, Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you pray, consider your budget. <laughs> That's not no. what he said. Yeah, no. do, do a cost, uh, do a revenue expenses cost analysis. No, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. This is that childlike expectation, that childlike faith that actually is essential in our relationship with God. You cannot experience him as he wants you to experience him without childlike expectation without childlike faith. Childlike faith is not concerned about the, the how, the, the expenses, how's that going to happen, where's that coming from. Childlike faith knows I want that. Right. I just want that for Christmas. And there's no awareness of themselves either. No, like whether no, they no. You know, that that's one thing about the Santa story I don't like is yeah. that like, You'll get something if you're deserving of sure. it. Or that's, if you've been good. That, that, that's not our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. No, I don't like that at all. Santa's somewhat of a jerk, isn't he? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to say that to us. No. He, He's a Santa, Santa's a little performance-based. Uh, uh, How about well, that? Well, the story. The story, uh, the okay. story <laughs> of Santa turned into that somewhere that you... that And, and kids aren't thinking about whether they should or shouldn't have a right, toy. Right, It was the the putting on of this story of Santa that kind of brings that to our, right, <laughs> our right, mind. Right. But I don't think as a child we're generally thinking about whether I deserve something or not, if right. I've been good enough or bad. We just want it, you know. Yeah. You're right. We just want it. As Absolutely. That's what I need. That's what I want, uh, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's so good. There's nothing wrong with desiring to have something. That's natural in a child. It, it's put in us it's, by God. It's the outside stories or traditions that end yeah. up shaping them in a way exactly. that makes them think exactly. they, they need to yeah. earn a thing or whatever. Yeah, you, you brought know. up St. Nicholas, who was a real man. Yeah, now that was and now, now there's been a story that's developed that's fictional, Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. But, of course, he's got the naughty list and the nice list, right? And, and people think of God that way. Mm -hmm. I can't ask God for what I want because I haven't been or I haven't done or I did this and I shouldn't have done that. The Father's not like that. Nope. He gave you 
everything pertaining to life, and you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, but he gave it to you anyway because that's what pure love does. And even more than that, when we do come to an understanding that, like, whoa, I don't, I don't deserve anything, mm-hmm. God has already made provision for that. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So, you know, grace. we can live our lives like a child and not know what we deserve or don't deserve and that's the right attitude that's how they show up that's how they are yeah when we come aware of what we don't deserve god's right there and said i've already made provision for that why so that you can maintain Mm. that childlike attitude so good jesus was shocking Hmm. to religious experts to many of them not all of them some of them were like whoa he's here but he was shocking because this, this pure, unconditional love just racked their religious system. He came into the world that we would have life and life abundantly, that we would become the fathers, sons, and daughters, that we become co-heirs with him, that our heart's desires would be fulfilled. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because that's his will. It's his pleasure to prosper you. It's his pleasure to bless you. This is who he is, and and there are some who might not like us saying that, but it's true anyway. This is the heart of God. He's revealed it clearly beyond the shadow of a doubt through his son and throughout the scriptures, and it's time for us to embrace the heart of God, especially now on December 10th, 2023. You're going to need to have confidence in God's heart towards you in the days ahead. We need to exp- we need to know his heart toward us is is to bless he's given you everything you could ever want or need that that will <laughs> every good and perfect gift is from him. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, you know, if we can make the shift from reading the Bible to find out what we need to do, which a lot of people approach the Bible yep. with what do I need to do? Right. Get my to-do list. What, yeah. Uh, if we can shift our perspective away from what do I need to do yes. to first, if maybe you've never read the Bible this way, what has God through Jesus done? Done for me already. What has God <laughs> through Jesus done? Wow. If I can pour through the pages of the Bible and look for that first, yes. then what I do is a response to what he through Christ has done. And so taking a shift when you do open your Bible, uh, you know, to look for that perspective first, what has God through Christ done? And that's what Christmas is about. We're uncovering that. Absolutely. We're unwrapping the gift, the greatest gift ever given. Mm -hmm. You know, my favorite gift giver was an uncle and aunt. I really liked them a lot because they... They did things for me. They they gave to me That's Saint Nick. things that I liked. <laughs> That's yeah, Saint Nick. The real Saint Nick, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? And and when when someone is generous to you, someone is loving towards you, someone uh, gives you something that your heart desires, that opens a door for relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's love. We've developed this false, I don't know, this religious, pious kind of attitude that we shouldn't ask for what we desire. Right. But the Bible's Jesus and the God the Father say over and over again, ask, ask. and you'll receive. Ask. Delight yourself in me. I'll give you the desires of your heart. It's God's yeah, desire to bless you and, and to prosper you and to give to you. So Luke chapter 2, verse 10, this is so, this is like the moment the world was waiting for. Yeah. And the moment the world's waiting for now is for us to, to walk in the reality of what we've done to to to, yes. to uh, show ourselves as the sons and daughters of God yes. on the earth. But this yes. was the moment the son, the only begotten son, was coming into the earth, the firstborn from among the dead. And let's let's take ourselves back, okay? So for for four thousand years man was waiting for the Messiah, and God did everything he could to get him into the earth as soon as possible. But remember, we're co-laboring with God. We've got to work together with him. So man was very difficult to work with, to say the least. But in verse 10, the shepherds are out in the field. They're working the night shift. And an angel appears to them and lights up the sky. And they're afraid. And the first thing he says to him in verse 10, he says, don't 
be afraid, for I have come to bring you good, not bad, not uh, mediocre, good news. What kind of news? The most joyous news the world has ever heard. We thought back to our favorite Christmas gift. What's the most joyous news the world has ever heard? The maker of heaven and earth loves you with all of his heart, and he's given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. The maker of heaven and earth is for you, and he's given you his son, and through childlike faith in Christ, you become God's son, God's daughter, and he becomes your father, and ask him whatsoever you will, and it will be done for you. It's the most joyous news the world has ever heard, and it is for everyone everywhere. No one is left out on Christmas morning. No one is left out. This is the first Christmas, right? This is for everyone everywhere, for the entire world. For today in Bethlehem, the Passion says this, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh. He is the Messiah. Now, we might look at that today and say, well, what do we need rescued from? Well, first of all, we need rescued from the, sin, the bondage of sin, from the curse of sin and all the garbage that came with it, the sickness, the disease, the poverty, the lack, the confusion, the depression. We need rescued from that. And, and the rescuer was Jesus, and he came into the earth 2,000 years ago. For us today, it, he accomplished what needed to be done for us to be rescued from the curse of sin. So this is past tense for us. This was present tense for those shepherds. What else do we need to be rescued from? Well, not only what, but who. We need to be rescued from the God of this world. Who's the God of this world? Satan. And his, his, if you haven't put your faith in Christ, Satan is actually your master. There are a lot of Christians who don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. If you haven't declared Jesus as your master, Jesus as your Lord, you're actually under the authority of Satan. Christ came and rescued us from that. And this is for everyone everywhere. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you declare Jesus as Lord, you're declaring him the authority over your life. And the moment you do that, but with childlike faith, you are rescued, taken out of the authority of Satan, and you're brought into the authority of perfect love, the kingdom of God. So that's what he rescued us from. I want to read you those same verses out of the mirror translation. So powerful. The celestial messenger immediately calmed them and said, you have no reason to fear. Highway family, December 10th, 2023. I'm saying to you, you have no reason to fear. You have no justification for fear. Why? Because the rescuers come. God is for you and has given his son for you. And he's faithful to every promise. And those who trust in him will not be disappointed. You have no reason to fear. Listen, I have the most wonderful announcement to make. This will lead to the great encounter of the most joyous bliss for every single person on the planet. I mean, Space 99, Eagle Spaceship, that was great. You think back to your greatest Christmas gift, I'm telling you, there is nothing on this planet. There is no amount of money, no gift that even comes close to what God has already given you through his son. Hallelujah. 
the great encounter of the most joyous bliss for every single person on the planet. For your Savior, the mirror says, was born this day in the city of David, the Messiah, the Master. I want to get into these words a little bit here. This word Savior, rescuer, is the, we translate in English soter, the Greek word. It, it, soteria, salvation, soter, connected. It's, it's, the, it's the one who makes you safe. Hello in 2023. If we ever needed to be made safe in this world, it would be now, wouldn't it? Crazy world, crazy things going on out there. Gee, God made you safe through his son. Psalm 121 says he'll watch over your coming and going now and forevermore. No harm or evil will befall you. That's a promise of God. Have you unwrapped that? Have you taken that out of the box? Have you put that on lately? Hallelujah. He's the one who makes safe. He's the one who has delivered, who preserves, who makes alive, who fills with confidence, hope, and expectation. Hallelujah. I just am thinking right now about the culture that we are observing in the earth today. Mm-hmm. It used to be that there was a commonality uh, that we all understood our need for a savior and we all understood that we all needed to be rescued the difference today is that rather than hoping for the rescuing of another or hoping for the deliverance mm-hmm. of another mm-hmm. we in our culture what we see regularly and daily is a condemning of other people yeah that's for sure and not from a righteous that's position it. it's one condemned condemning another mm-hmm. it's one uh, w- operating in um, sin, yeah. condemning another. Yeah. And what I think this Christmas, yeah. to bring back and to remind us of this, the commonality of all people and that we all do need, none of us is more righteous than the other. That's exactly right. I cannot stand in a position and condemn you for what you think and condemn you for what you say because I myself am worthy of that same condemnation apart from Christ. Apart from Christ, right. right. And this is what I pray comes back at Christmas, this commonality of people that we all see our need for a savior and a rescuer Mm. and that it is not acceptable to wish upon someone else uh, damnation or uh, or or a judgment uh, an eternal judgment Mm -hmm. but that we would return to us an attitude and a spirit of um, again commonality where we all understand Mm. that we have need of a savior so good so good so good of a rescuer of a deliverer so good so good yeah and when we talk about unwrapped you know highway big deal taking your religious goggles off take the wrapping off take take get move the stuff out of the way open the box pull christ out of the box of religious tradition get get separate Get, away, get out of the way any kind of preconceived religious tradition, uh, man-made ideas of him. He's so good. And, and there are so many places in the Bible that we do that at Highway Church. And this verse is a great one when it says, a rescuer, a savior, the Messiah, the Christ. These are, uh, just again, through ignorance and religious tradition, these words are not understood. God saves, the name of Jesus literally means God heals and saves right now. I need that. I mean, you know, you go to an event where you're meeting people, they have name tags on. Why? So you'll know who that person is. And sometimes they'll have the description of what they do underneath. Well, that's what the name, the Messiah, Yeshua, (laughs) Amashiach, he's saying, I'm the one who heals you now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's his name. Mm -hmm. Again, religion has robbed many of that 
simple truth. Mm-hmm. The Highway family, we're bringing that to you. He's the one who heals you now. He's the one who rescues you, saves you. He's the one who keeps you. He's the one who's kind and benevolent. He's the one who came up with the whole idea of giving gifts. Mm-hmm. That's why we love to be generous all year long because our God is generous all year long. That's why we worship him with our tithe every week. That's why we bring offerings every week to our church because he's so generous and he's so good and he's so kind. I look at this word, Messiah, it's just so powerful. I'll just touch on it a little bit. The, the Christos, right, the anointed one, it's, it's this oil. Have you ever had dry skin on your hand? And you get a really good cream or oil that's quality, not watery, and you rub it into that dry skin, it's like, oh, feels good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is Christos. He's the oil that makes the dry things fresh and and moist. He's the oil that makes the depressing things joyful. He he turns our sorrow into joy, our our ashes into beauty. Uh, he, he gives us this garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness and a, a failing, burdened spirit. That's all. Uh, this is who he is. This is his name. So he, this angel appears and says, this kind, benevolent, anointed, uh, oil changing God is coming into the earth and he's going to be wrapped in human flesh. And it, 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 there's so much in this word, there's so much in this announcement that they were actually saying there's a new, there's a new way of measurement. There's a new way of seeing things. God's going to measure things now in a different way. Everything's changing on this Christmas night. Everything is changing. And it, Christ coming into the earth absolutely changed everything for mankind. Now, prior to Christ coming into earth, we were under the law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to read to you Romans 6.14 from the Mirror Translation. It's so powerful. Sin was your master, while the law was your measure. So all of us were under the law. In other words, if you made the tiniest mistake, just one, you are worthy of condemnation. You are worthy of death. That's right. That's the measurement that was under the law because the law was revealing us how pure and holy and perfect our Father is. Mm-hmm. Okay? So sin was your master while the law was your measure. Now grace rules. Listen to this. The law revealed your slavery to sin. Now grace reveals your freedom from it. This is what was happening in the sky on that Christmas night. The grace of God was revealing our freedom from sin. The grace of God was revealing the Father's protection from the enemy. The grace of God was revealing that the healer has come into the earth. That now everything is going to be different. The Christos, the Messiah, Yeshua Messiah, has come. He's here. He's wrapped in human flesh, and you're going to find him, find him laying in a manger. The Weiss translation says Romans, excuse me, Luke chapter 2, verse 10, this way. And the angels said to them, Stop being afraid. Highway family, everyone who can hear my voice, stop being afraid. Hallelujah. For behold, instead of being afraid, behold, look at Christ. Remember who he is in you. Remember what he's done for you. Remember who you are in him. For behold, I am bringing you good tidings of great joy, which joy is of such a nature that it shall pertain to all the people. Because there was born to you today a Savior who is Christos, the Lord Yahweh in the city of David. This Christmas, we want to be different, more powerful, more amazing than any other Christmas we've had. And in order for that to happen, we're going to remind ourselves of how good the Father is. We're going to, we're going to, 
call out any kind of wrong thinking we may have in our lives. We're going to call out depression. We're going to call out fear. We're going to call out worry and anxiety, and we're going to evict them from our lives. They're not allowed to operate sickness and disease. We evict you from our lives. You are not permitted to operate in my life anymore. Why? Because the one who heals now lives in me. And not only did he heal me, but he keeps me well. He has made me safe and sound. He has given me a health that is free from defect, decay, or damage. That's what sound means. And that's what saved means, to be made sound and safe. To, he's given us, Isaiah 53 says it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. Listen, you've got to be on this. You've got to put this in your mouth. You've got to put this in your ear. You can't let time go by without saying what he has done for you out of your own mouth. This is how we experience him. This is how we unwrap the gift of Jesus. We learn who he is. We learn what he did for me. And then we say it with our mouth and we believe it with our heart. And we don't let anyone take that from us. We don't let any circumstance preach to us anything else. The world is preaching to you, but we're here preaching to you the good news that came and filled heaven on Christmas morning, that God, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who's perfect and pure and loves you perfectly, has given you his son, and in this gift, in the finished work of his son, is your health, your wholeness, your soundness of being, your soundness of mind, your prosperity. Hallelujah. Let's, as, we're, as we're bringing this to a close, how do we open the gift of Jesus? Well, I just told you, but I want to make this as simple as possible. We believe in who he is and what he's done for me. I believe. I believe that I am who he says I am. And sometimes it's very different than who I think I am. That's exactly right. Or who right. others think I am. That's exactly right. But that's all right because what he says goes that's right. with us. We simply believe. Now, listen to me. Let me ask you this question, Highway family. Everyone hear me. Who is Jesus to you? Excellent question. Now, I recently heard someone very successful in the business world. And this person believes that the Bible is God's word, believes that Jesus is Lord. But I don't really see any evidence that this person has been born again. This person's bitter, a lot of negative things coming out of their mouth. Um, when I, believing that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, well, that's good because he is. But let me, let me help you. Who is Jesus to you? What do you believe about Jesus? He is the answer to every issue and area of your life. If you believe anything less than that, you're not going to experience the abundant life he came to give you. So there are Christians who believe that he's the way, the truth, and life, and that's awesome because he is. They believe the Bible's the word of God. They believe because they believe that he's the way, they're going to be in heaven, and they will. But they haven't realized that he's what they've been looking for. He's the right now answer to the issues they're having in their workplace. He's the right now answer to the family issues they're having. He's the right now answer to the mental health issues they're having. He's the right now answer to the physical challenges they may be facing. We are going to exhort you to make Jesus the to in your mind exalt him as the answer to every area of your life. So the answer you want to have if someone asks you who is Jesus to you is simply this, everything. <laughs> if you're, and you don't have to be religious here. You, you answer honestly. 
But if your answer to that question is anything less than everything, then you're not going to experience the amazing plan he has for your life. And we want to unwrap the reality of Christ for you today in this holiday season so that by the time this series is over, you're going to know who Jesus is to you. He's everything. He's the one I look to for every challenge I'm facing. And he is the abundant provision and solution for every challenge I'm facing. John 10.10, the greatest gift ever given, said this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly. The BBE translation says, I came that they might have life and have it in greater measure. The Amplified says, I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. The message says, I came that they would have real and internal life more and better life than they ever dreamed of. This is Christ talking. This is as pure as pure gets. More and when we went to bed on, on Christmas Eve as a child, we were like dreaming of what we would get the next yeah, day. Yeah. You know, you could hardly sleep. You know, you wanted to sneak and run downstairs and it's like, oh, is it morning yet? Why? Because in your heart, in your mind are thoughts of what, what the next morning is going to bring. I came that you would have more and better life than you've ever dreamed of. I came that they would have more and better life than they've ever dreamed of. Highway family, he came that you'd have more and better life than you've ever dreamed of. So powerful. This is what Christmas is really all about. It's about the heart of God for our lives. I want to read you some, some scriptures as, as we get ready to worship the Lord with our tithes and with our offerings. I came that you'd have more and better life than you've ever dreamed of. Does the person of Christ, the finished work of Christ, does it include our financial life? Yes, of course it does. If you think it doesn't, you haven't heard the fullness of the gospel. There are many ministers out there, Christians, who would say, well, those things aren't important. God didn't say that. <laughs> God knows how important money is in this world. He doesn't want you to, to, to be bound by selfishness. Selfishness is, is never good. It's the root of all evil, this focus on what self. But money is a thing in this world that God knows we need a lot of. The abundant life that Christ came to give, came to give you includes a fortune, a financial fortune. Let me read you the scriptures because I'm not making this up. <laughs> and you'll see this from Genesis through Revelation. Proverbs 10.22 in the English Standard Version says, The blessing of the Lord makes rich. That's the gospel. If you want to understand the details of the gospel, every promise God has made is the gospel. Because through the coming of Christ, every single promise becomes yes and amen to you. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. Christ became poor that you would be rich. When? Today. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. No strings attached. Psalm 35, verse 27 says, Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare, that's prosperity, shalom, 
of his servant. God delights in your prosperity. That's the English Standard Version. The New King James Version says, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually. Now, here's that mouth again. This is how we unwrap it. We, we believe in our heart. We speak with our mouth. We speak with our mouth. We believe in our heart. Let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God has pleasure in your prosperity? Absolutely. Come on, parents out there. Or you're not a parent. You give a gift to someone. doesn't give you joy when it makes them happy. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of giving a gift. You want them to open it and love it, right? Enjoy it. And it makes you don't think, oh, I was hoping they'd kind of be sad about getting it. No. Jesus it, said it too. It's your father's good pleasure good to pleasure. give you the Do kingdom. not be afraid, little flock. Luke chapter 12, was that verse 2? For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm -hmm. This was the announcement on Christmas morning. Hello. Mm -hmm. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. 3 John verse 2 says, Beloved, this is the Holy Spirit speaking through John the Apostle, the Apostle of love. I wish, I desire, it is my will above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Wow. This is God's will for your life. And listen, he doesn't need you to make every perfect financial decisions in order for this to happen. If that <laughs> was the case, sure. then we're all sunk. <laughs> That's for sure. He doesn't need the stock market to do some, go a certain way for you to prosper. This is the kingdom of God. Our provision is in the kingdom of God, and Christ has given us permanent citizenship in that kingdom. And that is where the flow comes into our lives. And this is why we bring our tithe, Highway family. We bring our tithe to our church. Highway church, if this is your church, bring your tithe. Act on the provision of God for your life. Worship God with 10% of your revenue. And then, hey, go just go nuts, man. Celebrate God. You can bring offerings on top of that. And if Highway is your church, we encourage you to worship Him consistently. Be faithful in your giving because the Father, it, it just it provides a flow in your life. It provides a flow in this church, a spiritual flow because it's, it's a corresponding action It's a response to the Word of God that we receive every time we give, every time we gather, every time we give. There's a flow happening spiritually. So we encourage you to get in on this flow. We want this flow to be a mighty river at Highway Church. This flow changes people's lives. It enables God to do things in our lives that He wants to do, our being the whole Highway family. So we want to encourage you to bring your tithe, worship God with 10% of your revenue and to bring offerings and to celebrate this Christmas season and and just let the Lord lead you in your giving. Do not be afraid. Do do not fear lack. The Lord is now your father. The Lord is now your shepherd. You shall not lack. Hallelujah. Hear me, Highway family. Look to your Father this holiday season for your provision. Look to your Father. He is our provider. He is our provider. He is our Father. He is our shepherd. We're delighting ourselves in Him, and He is giving us the desires of our heart. Hallelujah. You know, Highway Family, you can see the information on your screen. You can, you can worship the Lord through our website, highwaychurch.us. Highwaychurch.us. Click on Give in the menu. You can also text the amount you'd like to worship to 508 502-7733. 508-502-7733. Uh, our cash app handle is Highway Give. Um, there are many ways you can give uh, at Highway. But we encourage you to be faithful, to get to stir it up. 
Let's go. Let's get this flow happening highway where the word of God comes forth and we respond. The word of God comes forth and we act on it. The word of God comes forth and we sow it into our lives. The word of God comes forth and we worship him with our lives. We worship him with our money. This is the body of Christ. This is the kingdom of God. This is highway church. This is how we live. We're kingdom-minded. We're Christ-focused. We're living in him. He's flowing in and through us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Father, we worship you yes. during this holiday season. We realize that the whole concept of giving is you. The idea of, of blessing somebody because you want to bless them and not expecting anything in return, that's you. You give because you're love. And so we give because we've been born of you. We respond to your love today, and we worship you with 10% of our revenue. We act upon your love for us. We respond with corresponding actions to the word you've brought into our lives through Highway Church. We value what you've shared with us. We value the revelation of Christ that we've gotten through this church. And we respond to you, Lord, with 10% of our revenue and with offerings on top of that. Lord, be glorified in our lives and in our finances. And we thank you, Lord, for all those who have been faithful in their giving. We bless them. We thank you, Lord God, for mortgages paid in full, for debts paid in full, credit cards paid in full, supernaturally through the kingdom of God provision. We thank you for it, Father, during this holiday season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Highway family, God is so good. Join us this Wednesday where we're going to continue our Bible study on joy. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central time. And be, be with us live. Interact with us. Participate in this Bible study. It, it, will, it will bring joy to your life. It will help you live in the joy of the Lord and experience his joy in greater ways. We love you so much. We bless you. We bless your loved ones. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at highwaychurch.us and josephbosco.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.